0: Can you imagine the level of a mind that watches wrestling? The audience wants to see action, adventure, wrestling, and plenty of it. Big men in tights, you know the drill.
1: Rammer Slammer. This has been playing again with Rammer Slammer, and I'm here with the professor, Will Nevin. Dr. Nevin, how are you, sir?
0: I'm doing all right. How about you, man?
1: I'm doing great, and I'm I'm a little confused about this Hulk Hogan versus Gawker trial ruling, and I need somebody with your pedigree to explain just what all has happened. So if you'll indulge me and the rest of the Slammers out there who have some questions, explain to us what the ruling means outside of Hulk Hogan dropping the huge leg drop on top of Gawker Media and walking away with 120 plus million, gajillion dollars. What happened here?
0: Well, uh, first of all, I will point all of the, the slammers out there to the PW Torch livecast. I just did an hour with uh, pro wrestling journalist Wade Keller on this very topic. and we You're went,
1: cheating on us.
0: <laughs> hey, but I, I cheated on him with us because I, I plugged us. So it, Oh, man. I, I, I had a plan. There's always a plan.
1: Uh, and and
0: everyone always has a price, so I had a goal in mind anyway um yeah, you know, we went like way 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 in depth talking about the law there um uh, but to sum it up um I think uh hogan really got the the benefit of some some Florida home cooking uh uh he got a screwy uh screwy ref in in terms of a jury down there <laughs> who um that Nick Patrick, ugh. Um, Gawker was very easily painted as a bad guy in this case. Um, and I think Hogan was a very sympathetic defendant who came across as, oh, I'm just little old me, Hulk Hogan, having my privacy rights invaded. And I'm, you know, this is so awful. And we have to. Um, and we we'd always impersonate a guy uh, in law school, uh, my my contracts attorney, or my contracts professor. Uh he he talked about uh you know kind of civil litigation. You would always have to send him a message. Um and I think that's what the jury did here. Uh is Hogan going to get 140 million dollars? Uh, as I said, um to wade earlier, I stake my reputation as a gentleman and a scholar to say that he will not get 140 million dollars. Ultimately, I think uh, he has some claims that might prevail on appeal. And this case easily could go all the way to the Supreme Court. I mean, it could. It probably won't because most cases don't. But there is the potential. Once it works through all of the Florida state appeals, there is the potential that perhaps it could go to the Supreme Court. Um, I think he's got one good um, case, uh, one good claim that's going to be at issue in any you know, real appellate decision, we're going to look at the publication of private facts, whether his sex life was newsworthy. Um, If it is, then Gawker wins. And if the appellate courts look at the issue and say, uh, you know, for the purposes of the First Amendment, we are going to draw a line. Uh, Private sexual conduct is not newsworthy. Uh, And then, you know, Gawker's going to have to owe Hogan some money like uh, as I said, it's not going to be one hundred and forty million that is going to be reduced I mean that's the kind of verdict that reduces uh you know any media entity to rubble and we just we don't uphold damages like that. We don't give Hulk Hogan fifty million dollars for his emotional pain and suffering that's just it's 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 ludicrous i can't I can't even properly wrap my head around that kind of monetary damage especially in considering uh Gawker's assets which, which aren't that. This is not this is not B P. This is not, you know, the the Deepwater Horizon uh incident. This is not um a company that has a billion dollars in annual profits. This is this is Gawker. They're getting by on, you know, uh clicks and, and banner ads and, you know, whatever else they got. It's not that. I mean I think uh, Denton is personally wealthy, but as far as Gawker Media goes, I mean they are. I mean that might be the total uh, market valuation of Gawker Media, like just as a as a ballpark. It, it might be, you know, we might say it's like three hundred million, like tops, tops. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, um, but you can't, you just can't do that. It, you know, that just doesn't. It, civil damages don't work like that, um, so. Like I said, it's it's going to be reduced on appeal. Uh, his claims might be thrown out on appeal, um, but I know this is just be- the beginning of a very long process that might not be over for you know another five years, say, if, so, if it got to the Supreme Court.
1: So in terms of the ruling, was that on behalf of Hulk Hogan or Terry Belea, or was that distinction even relevant in the end?
0: You know um, – this is this is the question we we talked about earlier um i i don't think the law would parse that and wwe has muddied it so um muddied it so badly you know you have wrestlers that you know going back to the carny roots have never wanted to break the you okay know, you don't want uh as hulk hogan to go on uh you know howard stern and say that yeah 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 i'm not hulk hogan i'm actually you know Terry Balea. I'm actually you know just this kind of uh, weightlifting doofus who got roped into this whole thing, and you know I've been riding this for uh, you know 30 years. I mean that's that's not the way the business works. The business is, yeah, brother. I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm I'm happy to be talking to you, uh, brother. I mean he's constantly playing the gimmick. Uh, so I I don't think the law is going to look at that as no, uh, he was an actor. Uh, playing a role in both The Ring and an actor playing the role on, you know, The Howard Cern Show, or he was an actor playing the role on Hogan Knows Best. Uh, you know, he argued that there were, there were basically three different people. It was, you know, Hulk Hogan in WWE, uh, him portraying Hulk Hogan outside of WWE, and then this, this meek and timid and private Terry Bollea. And that, no, I, I don't think the law parses it that finely. You know,
1: I, I just—I don't know if you saw the movie Bridge of Spies that came out last year, but I can't wait for in ten years or so when Spielberg makes the movie about this, the kayfabe and the Constitution, and we have <laughs> we have Tom Hanks arguing before the Supreme Court and explaining to to those justices what kayfabe is. Uh,
0: who do who do we cast as Hulk Hogan? Um, hmm. Because uh, Hulk is going to be too old to be Hulk. He's he's already too old to be Hulk.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe you go with a current wrestler.
0: Vin Diesel, maybe. Uh, of course, perfect. Yeah, I think that would work.
1: Yeah, why he not? He has broad
0: hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, in, we went a little more in depth in terms of setting up what was happening with this trial, but we talked a little bit about the Hulk legacy does this ruling make Hulk look any better or worse than he did before? I mean, are, 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 are we still sort of sitting where we were by the end of that episode and saying, like, this likely won't affect how people judge him in, in public in terms of whether or not he'll be accepted back into the wrestling world? I mean, again, like, that that was way more about the the contents of the tape is it related to the racial slurs that he reportedly uh, said over and over in the video, it has nothing to do with the sex tape in general. And again, I I feel like WWE or, or the public anyway wouldn't have batted an eye had had it not had the other content. So, I mean, do you think that this affects it one way or the other, or we kind of where we were?
0: You know, I think if if you read the sheets uh the, the rumor is that hulk believes that this changes things uh but from WWE's perspective it doesn't and this goes back to my point like what can hogan do for them uh what's the cost benefit analysis whatever marginal benefit there is to bringing back a guy who has been tarnished with this you know this racism stuff um i think is outweighed by yeah you know, having to give him a paycheck and having to give him attention and um and yeah sure, I guess there are benefits to the w w e universe in that they get to you know they get to see hogan, but still i mean people are not there there is some percentage out there where their perceptions their opinions their beliefs about hogan have been irrevocably changed by this incident uh they look at Hulk hogan and they see. Tira Balea, the racist. Um, And so for whatever portion of the fan base it is, you know, you're just not going to get any benefit from bringing him back. Um, So, yeah, I I think we're basically at the same point. I don't think this verdict changes anything. It it might change, uh, as I said, things in his mind. It might give him some kind of false confidence that oh oh brother, I'm gonna be back I'm gonna be back at wrestlemania thirty four brother that's an Orlando brother drop some legs brother um but no i don't I don't think no like i said I don't think it changes anything
1: well and despite what the w w e might say and how they might rephrase it now they're always looking for their next Hulk hogan and we know they found that in John Cena for the past decade or so and they're kind of moving on at this point and we know that they're pushing this brand new superstar, this this new hero for the youngsters out there that they see as the face of WWE and moving forward. The older fans, on the other hand, see it a little differently. They don't like who I'm talking about here, let's not beat around the bush. Roman Reigns in in you know, going all the way back to Royal Rumble two thousand fifteen when the Philly crowd just exploded with negativity and the the refusal to accept Roman Reigns as the guy for uh, many different reasons, and, and we can get into that a little bit. But you, I think, would fit in nicely in that Philly crowd that rejected the future that would have been Roman Reigns. Now, despite that kind of reaction, WWE has remain stubborn and they have continued this ongoing long push again in spite of the the rejection the the really two year long reje- or year i guess year and a half long rejection now of Roman Reigns as the next big thing in WWE they still push him he's he's supposedly main eventing WrestleMania 32 coming up here in in just a few weeks and is likely going to be the the next champion and and going to be the guy moving forward unless something drastic changes. Am I wrong to say that you're not a fan of Roman Reigns and and you would be happy if he was kind of out of the picture entirely?
0: Well, let me state for the record that as far as Segway's go, that was like the red arrow of Segway's. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. Like I could see it coming and I knew where we were going and I'm like I'd pay money to see that. Yeah, that was good. Bless um, you, heaven. Uh, look, the deal with Roman Reigns is that, yeah, uh, you know, the the old line from uh, JBL about Randy Orton is that if if you could build a sports entertainer from the ground up, he'd look just like Randy Orton. um <laughs> uh, If you could create a wrestler, um, you know, if you fired up w w e you know two k sixteen you'd build him like roman reigns The man looks like a statue uh is he looks like his i guess his, his the family familial relations with the uncle his rock um uh, or his his uncle the rock there we go um uh so i mean he's got the look but that's that's it that's that's all he has uh my wife is making faces at me. I think we have some relationship <laughs> problems now. Um, but I, I have, in essence, I have been in a couple of WWE crowds uh, since this push has started, and I have, I have paid money basically to boo Roman Reigns.
1: So you booed Roman Reigns.
0: I did. I did. Uh, wow. And and I don't I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like this meta game. Like, just give me give me a, a a face that i feel good about cheering give me uh, a performer that i feel like has talent and let me cheer them and let me get involved and let me enjoy myself and don't i don't want to play this meta you know stupid smart stuff about you know i that's not the way to enjoy pro wrestling the way to enjoy pro wrestling is you know it is a simulated combat sport a, there are good guys and there are bad guys and you should want to see the bad guys get their butts kicked At WrestleMania 32, I want to see Roman Reigns get his butt kicked. And that's not the way it should work. Um, But circling back to sort of my key key point is his promos are so bad. He is so weak on the mic. The company has gone to great lengths to hide this weakness. Uh, They have done everything they can to help him. Uh, they have tried to put him into good positions. I think they've they've booked him poorly, uh, especially with these two like really short title reigns. That you know, like what what does his journey really mean at WrestleMania? Uh, you know, if he wins, and likely he will, and he will he will win as a babyface. What does it mean? Well, okay, it's his third title reign. He he's already coughed it up twice. Like you know, so I'm not engaged in his story. I I don't respect his skills on the mic. His in-ring move set is limited, uh, over reliant on the Superman punch, and his facial expressions and his Superman punch gimmick, his cocking the fist—it's so goofy. It's so. I think that,
1: yeah, I, I think I would accept the Superman punch with, without any hesitation if he didn't do the the cocking the fist thing. I, I, that's that always. You know, and I, I'm not a Roman Reigns hater. I, I like Roman Reigns, and I think he's got a lot of potential. And I, I think that, you know, in, I would be fine with him as being sort of like the next John Cena at some point. And I think there's a long way to go because, like you said, he has the look. But there are just certain things about, like you said, his in-ring arsenal and his his work on the mic that just are not – that great, and and I know that some people would go a lot further than that and say it's just bad. I mean, you can refer to things like tater tots and like suffer and succotash, or even most recent uh, SmackDown promo where he threatened to eat Triple H's catering.
0: Oh my goodness! I had the same initial reaction uh, as you did when I watched that promo. It's like that was that was so bad. Yeah. and you know they put him on SmackDown, which is like. That that's that's a friendly environment because they can they can mix the audio when they're done yeah. with it, but they still didn't let him go long. It was you know two or three short. or minor. yeah, they don't trust him to carry a long promo segment. And if he's going to be the you know the face of the company, I mean he's got to get working on this at some point. Like yeah, you're, you're going to have some growing pains, and you know at, at WrestleMania they need to poop or get off the pot. You know this is either you give him the belt and you give him a summer of opponents, you put him over strong or you stop with this and you don't push him to the to this main event level anymore or you turn him heel or you do something like don't don't keep screwing around with this this face run and this, you know, face of the company run, like make up your mind one way or another. And if you you know, push him strong over the summer. You give him the belt. You know, you push him through SummerSlam and um, Survivor Series, and your metrics are suffering. You know, you're you're losing subscribers. You're losing, um, you know, show attendance, and people are still booing, and he's not getting over, and he's, the promos are not getting better. Then, then you're going to have to go in a d- different direction. Uh, but as far as the in-ring stuff goes, yeah, I, I, I'm, I won't say that it's awful. I mean, he's not – uh yeah, you know, he's not like great kali or something. Like he he can do watchable matches. I think he's good. I
1: think he's good. I think he's and, and I'll say I think he's gotten a lot better since say Royal Rumble 2015 when people thought he just hadn't earned anything. And and honestly, I think people were being unfair up to that point because everybody loved the Shield and everybody likes Roman Reigns in the Shield because obviously
0: he didn't really
1: talk her. And that that was working to his advantage, but again, they, he kind of relied on the look, and they limited what he did in the ring, and really capitalized on what he was able to do in terms of good storytelling in ring, and also relying on on the more I don't know the the more the, the greater talents I guess of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, who could make him look a lot better than maybe he he actually was. But when he went, when they all split up and he went on a singles run, especially in 2014, people seemed to really like Roman Reigns as a singles competitor. And again, he was sort of the meaner Roman Reigns who didn't talk much. And again, it was kind of leading up to that Royal Rumble and after when things kind of got bad. And they seemed to get worse after the the bad response that people had to him. And and it it really kind of got out of hand. And, And honestly, I think that what hurt him and what I think is a little bit unfair is that I think most of the, the this aggression and vitriol that's been spewed his way is kind of because at the time he just wasn't Daniel Bryan. And it wasn't in the cards, obviously, for Daniel Bryan to be the guy, whether it was because Vince McMahon and in, in company made the decision to, to eliminate Daniel Bryan super early in that particular Royal Rumble or he had – injuries that kept him out of the ring. Fans wanted Daniel Bryan, and they just couldn't have him for a variety of reasons. And when they decided to go with Roman Reigns instead, I don't think it mattered who it was. They just didn't want the guy who wasn't Daniel Bryan. Do you think that's fair?
0: Well, I think he is maybe a victim of circumstance. Uh, But I say you pop in uh, a face, Kevin Owens, you pop in Dean Ambrose, um maybe AJ Styles but he doesn't seem to be lighting up the crowds at this point but uh I, I think you could certainly pick somebody else and you wouldn't have this kind of backlash so maybe he's a victim of circumstance but i think they have made some really dumb decisions with him uh with him yes uh, if if you if you go back to the shield breakup um uh, that was one of my last moments where you know i kind of like marked out like i did not see that coming uh that uh, you know that you know uh, heel turn with Rollins was was done well, and but the hot feud coming out of that was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Like if you really wanted to get Roman over and you were doing it the right way, that feud should have been uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Rollins should have been the one that I can't believe it. You 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 turned on your brothers. You did this and this and this. And that was part of the time when he when he had that what was it a hernia deal, uh, yeah. And then they they brought him back on television in those weird satellite interview segments that didn't do any good, yeah. Um, so that that was a rough stretch, and that's on creative. Uh, the booking of the Royal Rumble I think is on creative. Uh, not only did they take out Daniel Bryan, but then they also he he put in from you know from a, a kayfabe standpoint, uh, you know, storyline standpoint he put in a miserable performance at the Royal Rumble. Like, he, what, eliminated, like, five or six guys, maybe, and then he only won because Big Show and Rusev were fighting. And he spent most of the match, like, outside of the ring or in the corner, like, laying down, taking a nap. Like, they didn't they didn't book him as a strong, tough fighter. And they have never really booked him as a strong, tough fighter. Uh, I think at the, the last Rumble, you know, uh, AJ Styles in there for thirty minutes. Uh, so many other people in there. Uh, Roman Reigns has to go to the back, you know, to go for a nap. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, get, I get the fact that you know, he was beat down and this and this and that, but like, I don't know. They, the, the the direction with him has been inconsistent. So that's on WWE, but he hasn't gotten a lot better on the mic, and I think that's on him.
1: I think that's fair. I do, I, but I, I do think you're right that it mostly hinges on creative and, and these decisions they've made, the writing that they've put out there. It's it's been you know less less than what fans certainly desire, and you know I think it all goes back to to let's let's be real about the primary audience of WWE in the PG era. Do kids respond to Roman Reigns? And I think that they have to be responding to them in a way that maybe we're just not really noticing in the merch. The Roman Reigns merch has to be flying off the shelves. Otherwise, why would they push a guy if it wasn't, you know, not you know, for lack of a better phrase, not what's best for business, right? Because I mean, in the end, this is for children, <laughs> whether we like it or not. And we've been watching, you know, in my case, especially since I was a kid. And, and the reason they push Hulk Hogan on people the way that they do, despite his shortcomings in the ring and despite what people might think of him behind the scenes. He sells a lot of T-shirts, you know, and, and the kids love it. And, they, and, and, you know, I guess that must be what's happening. Otherwise, it's hard to explain why they're pushing him the way that they are when they do have these guys who seem to have it all, like obviously Seth Rollins, and they were pushing him before he was injured, and I'm sure that they will once he comes back but like a Dean Ambrose, like a Kevin Owens, like a handful of other guys that they have on the roster who are poised to be the next big thing if they're given that opportunity because the fans respond to them in a way that they won't with Roman Reigns. So the only way that I can think to explain it is, A, Vince likes the look. He's, he's a big, you know, supposedly bruising guy that fits the Vince mold, and kids must love him.
0: Well, if you look at his pop uh when you know when he does get a pop and it's not like completely drowned out by booze, it is of that that higher octave of both children and i mean let's let's be honest and a touch sexist i mean there are women that the are ladies love men. Roman Reigns. That's, that's um no lie <laughs> my my wife just did like a at me bro pose <laughs> um and you know what i i get it he's he's he is a handsome lad um And so you can't can't swap out, you know, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns and get, like, the same kind of female response. But here's the thing with kids. Um, If you book the wrestlers in the right way, if you can make them appealing enough, uh, kids are going to cheer. Kids are going to cheer for the babyfaces. Kids are going to cheer for, uh, you know, the, the guys that win matches, the guys that look strong. So I think if booked in the right way, you know, you could have the same kid pop, same kid appeal for a guy like AJ Styles, you know, who's smaller, faster, quicker. Uh, And I, the last, the Raw in Birmingham I went to, uh, I was a couple of seats down from, like, I don't know, 11, 12-year-old, and he was covered in Dean Ambrose merch. Like, it was like he had the shirt, the sweatbands, uh, so I mean... Structured in the right way, you are going to get that, that kid appeal, I think. Um, I had some other point. but it, No, uh,
1: I mean, just talk, to talk about like the big pops that you mentioned, Dean Ambrose is that guy right now. Anytime his music plays, the place goes nuts, whether they're manipulating the audio or whether it's a live show like, like Raw. I mean, I've, I've been in the house at SmackDown at SmackDown Tapings before, and the place goes nuts for Dean Ambrose, and it should because he, he has something that fans buy. He has charisma, and he has that it factor that Roman Reigns doesn't seem to have acquired yet, and I don't think that he never will. I think he has a lot of potential, and he could be that guy. He's just not quite there yet, and I just think it's interesting that you know, WWE for whatever reason. Look, they they've been doing this longer than I have, and and a hundred percent more than I have, uh, for that matter. So they they know the trends, and they they tend to know which decisions to make that are again best for business, and and you know what people tend to want. But it, when it's right in front of you, and and you sort of not ignore it, but just go the opposite way in terms of. Not not you know not booking Daniel Bryan the way that you should have a little sooner or ignoring the the crowd reactions that Dean Ambrose or Dolph Ziggler or Kevin Owens get and you're going with the guy that they are actively booing the way that they are in a way that looks really bad on national television it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me and again maybe maybe Vince knows. More than we do, and maybe those boos mean something else to him entirely, or maybe they're just completely meaningless. But right now, it's it's not really working. I don't see it changing before or after WrestleMania, no matter what happens. Although I think the the only real solution here to, to maybe appease fans in in the Roman Reigns department, you got to make him a bad guy. I think at this point, we've kind of just reached that point of no return. If he wins the title as a good guy. I just don't think people are going to go with it at all, and I think that if they finally make him the bad guy that fans have wanted him to be this whole time, that's the, that, that's their, that's the only light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yes, I would gladly pay money uh, to boo Roman Reigns. I would get invested in any television product that involved booing Roman Reigns because he is a natural heel uh even in his face promos he kind of comes off like a jock like a bully like someone who thinks he's better than you like he's got natural heel tendencies and stop you know stop fighting against the grain like i i think you could you could turn him loose and he could just be uh, mean and condescending and just just a guy like you want to see lose but the thing is he would never lose because you know they would they'd still book him strong and you could just wait and wait and wait and wait and hope for uh, Dean to eventually beat him or for AJ Styles to eventually beat him uh, and the pop that would happen when you know AJ Styles won the title or uh, Dean Ambrose you know avenged you know a, yet another turn on him uh, I, I think would just be electric well,
1: um,
0: I, and I wanted to go back to the point that I, that I that I had about kids that finally popped back in my brain um, if you could you know again write the characters in the right way if you could book them strong the kids will cheer at WrestleMania you know either at the building or at home on television you're going to get kids maybe that are going to cheer for Shane McMahon because they have done these hype videos these these ridiculously over the top videos that are like oh Shane McMahon is the best toughest fighter that has ever lived you know if you can put that kind of effort into uh you know Shane McMahon. You could put that effort into any number of other faces, get them over with the kids and you know kind of casual fans to build up interest. Uh, but but that was just as I said, going back to that earlier point.
1: Well, yeah, and that's fair. I think they've tried that with Roman Reigns, but something's just getting no reaction. I mean, Raw the other night when when Triple H is is picking up Stephanie McMahon to take her home and, and the the gate is opening and Roman Reigns is standing there, it was like a deafening silence that you heard from from the crowd in, in the arena. I mean, there was just no response whatsoever. Maybe they weren't watching the Titantron, but it just didn't seem to really go over with fans, and it, it was a really strange moment to me because, I mean, this is the build up to the supposed main event to WrestleMania, and maybe that's why we're starting to hear that, the real main event is Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker and the championship match involving Triple H and the the future face of the company is kind of becoming second fiddle and, and really, honestly, even third fiddle to Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar's No Holds Card match. So that's kind of troubling if if you're, you're WWE. But honestly, Will, I, I think that the way to go here, and not to get too deep into fantasy booking, and I think the only way that the, the range as a bad guy thing is going to realistically end up working, I think it might depend on the return of Seth Rollins, whenever that is. And I think we might be looking at a double turn. And because I was talking to our friend Ben Stark, he I think he's absolutely right. I mean, Seth Rollins is a fantastic bad guy, and I think, honestly, he could do it all no matter what. Fans love him, and I think when he comes back, he is going to be so obviously widely adored by fans, it's going to be hard not to push him as a good guy, and I think that right there, especially with the the Shield background and and their histories, that is going to be your opportunity to push Roman Reigns as a bad guy, especially if he has the title and Seth Rollins was coming back for it.
0: Uh, Well, you you certainly could do the double turn at WrestleMania, um, and this is... This is not my original idea. This came from uh, uh, Todd Martin uh, over at the Torch. Um, you could tie the two, you know, main events together if you had Shane come out in this Taker match, and if you had Shane, you know, uh, do a turn basically in the match to, to come out. You know, they have built him up as this fighter, this guy committed to win, uh, but he gets uh, uh, to borrow the old JR line. He gets a case of the limber tail. Uh, in the in the cage and he just starts, you know, running away and he starts trying to escape and doing all these silly things. And then Roman Reigns comes in. And then Roman Reigns just savagely, you know, beats down the Undertaker and just he, he throws the match for Shane. He helps Shane Pintaker and then, you know, in the main event, you know, maybe like the rock comes out and maybe uh, Reigns spears the rock Uh, And then Vince comes out at the end of the show, holds up Roman Reigns' hand. Uh, Maybe you could do something with with Triple H and and have a a face turn for him. And that, I think, would would maybe align some things better. And it would certainly make this Shane-Undertaker match make a lick of sense, which it hasn't made a a lick of sense up to this point. And the idea that we're going to close the show with Confetti and Shane McMahon having just, uh, in essence, retired Undertaker. You know, their language suggests that, uh, yeah, he's just, you know, it's not going to be, you know, he's not wrestling again ever. It's just not wrestling at WrestleMania. And that step, to me, suggested that Shane, one way or another, is going to win. And that's so bizarre to think about. Um, But I think you do... Uh, you do uh, Cena, Undertaker at Summerslam, and maybe Royal Rumble, and then Undertaker goes into the Hall of Fame before WrestleMania, and calls it a career. And his last WrestleMania match will be a loss to Shane McMahon, which is baffling <laughs> in light of the streak.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, getting back to the Roman Reigns thing, I just think it does a disservice to him. I mean, it's it's Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor all over again, where it's like. This is not the main event. This is just kind of a sideshow, and they might put on a great match, really. But I mean, both of those guys are getting up in years. What I think Undertaker turned fifty-one recently, like if not today. I like the guy's getting older. I mean, he can still he can still perform in the ring. I think to an extent, he put on a couple of good matches with Block, and and you know I can't wait to see what Shane does. But I mean, I, I just think that the emphasis that they're putting on this, in in the de-emphasis that we're seeing on on the, the title match in, in what might help Roman Reigns break through, it's, it's, I think it's bad news for him. And honestly, I think they're going to be fighting an uphill battle no matter what because I think fans are just actively and defiantly seeing right through what WWE is doing when it comes to pushing Roman Reigns. So if they really want to push him as this good guy, they're going to defiantly boo because they don't want that to happen. And I think if they go with the turn and make him a bad guy, they might defiantly boo or defiantly cheer because they can see through it and they can see that this is the way that they're going to, to 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 push Roman Reigns. And the fans are just going to, in a weird way, in effect, bully Roman Reigns out of the WWE picture. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. He's not going to leave WWE or professional wrestling, but I, I just don't see fans embracing him anytime soon.
0: Oh, bruh. If, if they turn Reigns and if you just – if you let like the actual I don't know, whatever his name is, Joe something or other, uh if you let him shine, if you let him just be a big, nasty, uh, dumb jock who likes to go around and eat catering and condescend <laughs> to people the the booze will be epic. Like it, it will work. Like I am I am absolutely confident in the fact that a heel Roman Reigns will work.
1: I hope so. I really do, you know, because again, I think he's got a lot to offer, and I think it's a shame that you know fans would would you know do their part in in preventing the Roman Reigns thing from happening simply on principle. And I get the point from all the smart fans out there who who feel like the push came too soon and Roman Reigns isn't the guy just yet. But oh, man, I just I just say be patient because I mean, look at WrestleMania 31 last year when everybody thought this was going to happen, he might beat Brock Lesnar, and and this might be the, the, you know, Roman Reigns' big WrestleMania moment, and look what happened, one of the greatest, what I think was one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history with the, the Seth Rollins cash-in. So hopefully something will happen at WrestleMania. I mean, this cannot be another Fastlane or Roadblock or Tweener pay-per-view result where it's basically just a glorified Monday Night Raw with actual match results. Like, something really has to happen from a narrative standpoint and something has to happen in this, in this Roman range trajectory or else it's just going to be more of the same and people are going to be set up.
0: I I really do think your main events are going to be linked. I think we're going to have, we're going to have some real storyline change because, well, (laughs) this is, this is relying on WWE logic, which doesn't always exist, but Triple H has been so strangely absent the discussion of the Shane Undertaker ownership control match. Like, it seemed like it would be normal for him to be out there and involved in this discussion somehow, and it's not. You mean, you had that one weird line from Ambrose that was like, like, what do do you think about that? You know, what do you think about Shane? And he just brushed it off. I think there is some reason why they're keeping him out of this discussion, Um, and, and I don't know what it is, so... I, like I said, I, I think they're linked. I also think there's a there's a great chance that, you know, we're going to end the match with Triple H and Roman Reigns and the confetti's going to go off and your Reigns is going to be holding the title and uh, we're supposed to be cheering, and yet that crowd in Dallas is going to be booing the hell out of him. Yeah, maybe so. You know, I,
1: honestly, I, I'd keep my eye on Dean Ambrose, too, because, I mean, the guy's been putting in work. Fans really love him. And I thought that there was just a moment the other night on Raw, that was really interesting, and maybe it was a throwaway thing that we, you know, should pay no attention to. But when Vince McMahon is leaving the the ring area and going backstage, Dean Ambrose's music hits, and he walks out past Vince McMahon, and they kind of share a little moment of, of eye contact and recognition, and and Dean Ambrose just walks out there. So, does that mean anything? Is Dean Ambrose going to be a part of this? It, like, what he, he belongs in the primary storyline? So. We'll see. We'll see. We got, you know, still a long way to go uh, to, to for not not too long. I mean, it's coming up soon. It's early April. And we got we got one more RAW,
0: buddy. We got one oh. more RAW to fix all of this.
1: Oh my gosh, this lead up has been absolutely <laughs> baffling. Absolutely uh
0: But yeah, I, I, if if turning Ambrose is definitely the wrong idea because ain't, ain't nobody going to cheer for Roman Reigns against Dean Ambrose unless. Like, Ambrose comes out and shoots a puppy. Like, that's, like... <laughs> now,
1: Ambrose is the biggest good guy in the company right now. I mean, unless you want to count Brock Lesnar, but, I mean, just in terms of full-timer, everybody loves Dean Ambrose right now. He's putting in a ton of work. He's, he, he's, doing, he's doing a fine job, I think, in-ring. I think he's doing good good work promo-wise. He's really improved on that front. And, and honestly, if it's anybody's time, if anybody's earned their keep... By now, it's probably Dean Ambrose, and if Seth Rollins was still here, maybe or maybe not, but I don't know, man. I I hope that we see way more of Dean Ambrose in terms of you know, main eventing, and and I I don't like when he's just kind of like the placeholder main eventer just because Rollins is out or just because Reigns is out. I think he's a legit guy that fans seem to really love, and it's just a wonder to me that they don't go that way instead.
0: Well, you know, you, you kind of hinted at this earlier. We don't have all the numbers. We don't have yep. uh, we don't have all the information. Uh, I always like to talk about this in terms of, of football being Alabama. Uh, we always want Lane Kiffin to run the dang ball, and sometimes <laughs> he doesn't. Sometimes he has a very good reason because he understands the the defensive strategy and offensive strategy better than we do. He's playing he's playing the meta game. Uh, is Vince playing the metagame, or is he being a stubborn, stubborn seventy-year-old who wants to get this guy over at all cost? I can't say that for I yeah. You know, I can't say one way or another. Look, um, man,
1: you saw that one guy wearing Dean Ambrose stuff. So
0: at all? <laughs> look, look, it was an anecdote and it was worthless, but I had it and I offered it. All
1: right. Hey, man. Pin I, me, I just...
0: pay me, okay?
1: Well, the professor, Will Nevin, check out his stuff on
0: AL.com. Go check out Wade Keller's podcast. It is available for archive listening at PWTorchLivecast.com, and it's on iTunes as well.
1: Yeah, shout out to Wade Keller for having our friend, Will Nevin. Professor Nevin, thanks so much for joining us yet again, and I hope things work out in the Rem and Reigns department that satisfies you personally.
0: You know – want the company to do well obviously want the company to do well and just want I just want it to be interesting just make it interesting that's all I ask thanks Will always a pleasure
1: Rammer Slammer is produced and edited by Ben Flanagan for the Alabama media group and Hale.com find us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Rammer Slammer thanks for listening Hey there, I'm Dave Willis, the crying wrestling fan from Tosh Puto on YouTube, and you're listening to Rammer Slammer
0: right here on AL.com. Let me tell you, Rammer Slammer, it'll still hold me it!